Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Well, good afternoon. It's Thursday. It's time for Anything Goes. My name is Bennett Pomerant. I have not just one, but I have two wonderful guests. The first one, I, I've loved him on Channel 20 uh, in Washington, D.C. area as both Captain 20 and Count Gore Duvall and um, just he, he introduced me to a page in horror when I was in my teen years, so I understand that. I'm not saying how old he is. 900, I think. Dick guy's dead. And oh, co-hosting with me. Oh, yeah, come on. 900. Uh, and co-hosting with me is the lovely and talented novelist who uh, she does these shows with Marsha, and she can do it with me. Uh, Elizabeth Black, who just had a, a new short story and novel collection come out the last few days. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. So, Hello. Before we, get to, before we get to Dick, and I want to talk to him about a lot of things because I get questions from people. Uh, I wanted you to tell about your collection, so that way it's right in the front. Oh, okay. Uh, This is Elizabeth Black, and my collection is called Happily Ever After, Twisted Versions of Your Favorite Fairy Tales. And they're they're erotic, so this is for 18 and over. And I tackle uh, Little Red Riding Hood, The Shoemaker and the Elves, The Pied Piper, Snow White, Cinderella, and a couple of... uh, uh, non-European stories, and as well as a couple of folklore stories that are uh, you know, not quite as well known as your traditional Grimm and Anderson fairy tales. But uh, that came out it came out on Amazon uh, yesterday for uh, uh, for the Kindle. So yeah, just look for Happily Ever After and Elizabeth Black, and it'll come right up. And it's a lovely price, so go get it. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why Elizabeth is here, yeah. I'm fascinated by this, this happily ever after, Twisted Birds of Your Favorite Fairy Tale. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's, it, it has such potential. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, uh, maybe you can give us a little clue as to Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> Well, let me let me put it this way. The story is entitled Riding Little Red. That should Oops. give you an idea of what goes on in the story. 
right. And only she can come up with that. Story. And I have a lot of questions for Mr. Dizel and uh, I, 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 for one, everybody wanted to know how Count Gordeval was created for television or was in the, you know, creature feature and things like that. Okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the, uh, the, the medium length version here. I, I had done a, a horror show in Paducah, Kentucky, where I actually got my broadcasting start back in 1970. And um, I came to Washington in 72. It was to do Bozo the Clown, because of all the things I did in Paducah, Bozo was the most successful and most prominent, and also was one that was tied into a franchise. And the station in Washington, Channel 20, happened to have paid into the franchise and they were not happy with the current clown so I I became available and I went to Washington so had me do Bozo and that was fine I, I loved doing Bozo it was a great 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 lot of fun you know with being live with the kids uh, and then they threw another character at me in the fall of 72 called uh, Captain 20 I was not at all happy about this but that's okay I said well look to show you what a great businessman I am I'm under, a, I'm under a union contract that says I'm a staff announcer, which means they can have me do anything they want. Okay, so they, I, they don't have to pay me anymore. So I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. You make me do Captain 20, but I want to do a hosted horror showcase. And they hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed. We did Captain 20, and finally we, they let me do the count. But the general manager said, uh, I don't like, I, we need a good name. I said, well, what name would you like? I don't particularly care. I, you know, I'm, I'm easy on names. He said, well, we need a game, a name with gore in it. And I rolled my eyes and said, how about Count Gore? How's that? And he went, leaned back and said, I like that, but it needs something more. And I was just so frustrated because I just wanted to get this over with and get making the show. I turned it to the wall I said, well, how about something off the wall? How about Gore Duvall? And that's how it came about. Now, the question always is asked, well, was it a takeoff on Gore Vidal, the writer? Well, I will admit, on the general manager's desk was a copy of Lincoln by Gore Vidal. I have never read anything Gore Vidal had done. It might have been. Or was it the fact that every day on the way to the station, twice, once coming and going, I passed the Duvall funeral home? I don't know. But that's how it came about. We went on the air, and uh, oh, and then he said, oh, well, now that you're on the air, we'll have you do two shows. We'll have you do Saturday night with horror, and then we'll have you do Saturday afternoon with monster movies for kids. So not only did I talk myself into a job at no extra pay, but uh, two extra jobs at no extra pay. So that's how it all came about. And the very first thing I did was make sure that I had in writing from the station that I owned the character and the rights to everything I created. And I got still have that in writing. It was trademarked, and everything was trademarked, and everything was cool. And that's how it came about. Well, let me ask a question that's been asked of me here. Um, What's your favorite horror movies, or Count Gordeval's favorite horror movies, or the one you well, like the most? 
I, I, I will refuse to answer that question as phrased. I will say what my favorite scary movie is. And I, I'm, I'm being very careful on this because people, there are people out there who say, oh, well, if it's set in, in, uh, the, in the future or it's set in space or science, if it's related in science fiction, it's science fiction. The horror, horror can't be related to science. And I, 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 that, that's bull. So here you go. My favorite scary movie is Alien. There's nothing for me scarier than being trapped in a capsule, in a ship, where you're, you can't get out because if you go out, you die, and you're stuck. So you're going to die inside, and you have to figure out how not to die. So that's my favorite scary movie. Okay. So that's it. Okay. I remember years ago, and I'm, I'm dating myself here, you did the afternoon show, and you ran yes. the first time I saw it, of course, cut up to holy ribbons, was Mad Monster Party with Boris Karloff and Philip Diller. It was uh, yep. Rankin and Bass. It was a stop motion the cartoon. That was just on TV uh, not long ago. Yeah, but it's cut up the holy ribbons these days. Yeah, this time it wasn't all that cut up. Because I love that movie, too. I loved it since I was a kid. So can I tell you and another the, you dirty know, little secret of the, of the whole horror thing back in the 70s? I never saw the movie. You never saw the movie. <laughs> I, host, I hosted. Here's, let me tell you how, this, how it worked back in the 70s. There was no VHS. There was no DVDs. Matter of fact, the film that I was going to show on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening came in on Thursday. That's the first time it entered the station. It went right to the film department where the film people then literally cut the film up. And what they did, they said, okay, well, this is a nice, we're 10 minutes in, whap, and we're going to put in, and we actually spliced in two minutes of commercials and then came, and then, and then if I'm hosting it, then there would be a, a little bit of black where they would then go to the videotape. But everything was, everything was on film except for me, which is on videotape. So I never got to see any of the movies that I was showing because they didn't arrive until two days before they went on the air, and I didn't have access to them. So all my hosting had to be based on the summaries that was in what was called the big book which was basically like the IMDB in a huge volume that gave a, a like three-line summary of what the movie was about, who the stars were, whether it was, co- or, or was color, black and white, and how long it was. And that, that's, that's the dirty little secret. I had to do most of my stuff from what I remembered having seen it as, as, a, as a kid or as a teen or as a, a college student. So, yeah. And, and now it's a lot of these are... Semi classics. Um, oh yeah, and some of these, are, and some of these are so B rated that yeah, I'm not talking just Mad Monster, but I'm talking about Dracula's Daughter with no cat. Oh, <laughs> and Very um, go ahead. I didn't hear you, Jim. I said, I said that was a, that's a very popular film because, look, a lot of people watch the hosted horror showcases not because they're good movies but because in some cases they're really not good movies 
And it depends on how good the movie is as to how the host will do it. Now, I, I am very specific. I will get a movie, and most, today I, I watch almost all the movies ahead of time, unless I've seen it recently and I don't have to watch it again. But, you know, if it's a, if it's a decent film, I'm going to not make any fun of it. I'm not going to have, I'm not, I will play off of something else. I, I'll look at the topic, and if the topic of the film, the subject of the film, can be related to contemporary uh, uh, headlines of life, then I'll make fun of that, as it, but not the film. However, occasionally the film will be so bad, like Beast of Yucca Flats. Oh, yeah. how could you, oh God. How, <laughs> how could you not have fun with that film? So, mm-hmm. you know, and the people love it. They, they will watch it. And I'm, I, I can't figure out why, but that's okay. If they enjoy it, my job is just to bring stuff to, the, to a variety of people of all ilks and elks and whatever else that, they just my like so. What what amazed me was when you when sometimes on creature feature you open this is the evening version you opened the coffin and there was Vampirella. Yes. <laughs> right in the top. And it was like it, it amazed me. Well, in, in, in thinking of uh, of Elizabeth's spirit, I will say. And I've said it many times. Why did they people ask me why is she in the lid of your coffin? And I'd say that's the only way I can get her to come down on me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I had Forey Ackerman in the studio, who was created Vampirella and gave us the story, explained the story of how he came up with Vampirella, and he asked me that question. I gave him that answer, and he was on the floor in stitches. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> I think I have videotape of that. You, 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 with your interview with Forey. One of my favorite. One of my favorite. Go ahead. No, I say one of my favorite interviews. It really is. He he was such a he was a kind man to everybody, including me. So I I remember Forey very, very um, you know I almost wanted to go to California to see his mansion oh god to see what was in there and, I went to Vancouver uh, to Filmland and I heard him speak so that along with uh, Ray Bradbury because he was up there too because they they were close friends that was that was a treat you had to get to hear those two I would imagine that would be they they. Mm-hmm. I, I, yes, having seen both, having interviewed one and seen interviews of the others, that, that must have been a, a real, real stitch. Um, I, I, I didn't get to see Flory's mansion. However, because I missed that, in '09, when I was uh, in San Diego for Comic Con as the count, uh, I did make sure we did, did a trip up to Burbank to visit um, uh, Bob Burns and his collection of mainly science fiction memorabilia. And it, that, that was an experience that I'll, I will never forget. When you walk into the basement, you're walking into his basement, and you are coming eye to eye with the pointed head of Commando Cody's, uh, the, space, the space guy, you know, with the, with the pack, backpack with the rockets on the back, and he's hanging in the ceiling coming right at you. It's just, 
and then you look you look down the down the uh, down the room, and there is uh, the six foot long Nautilus from Disney's Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, but it's pointing Ooh. to the corner where the time machine from George Pal's time machine is sitting restored. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, I would have loved it's, to have seen it's that. It's like a boy in his toys. I was, I loved it. Oh, it, I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. I was like, thank you, Bob. Thank you. I, I can't thank you enough. This was my, this is my childhood. This is, this is my fan. This is my fantasy. I, I, yeah, it was incredible. And, and okay, I know you're still doing horror broadcasts via the internet. You want to tell them a little about that? Well, you know. In 87, the station had been sold for the third time. Channel 20 had been sold for the third time. And, and this guy made, made do on his promises of shutting down the production facility. We had two beautiful studios. And uh, he said, I don't want to have the overhead. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug the transmitter into a satellite dish. I'm going to take it from 150 to 170 employees. And I'm going to take it down to 37. And it's and all salesmen and the business office. That's all we're going to have. And he fired everybody, and I went away, and I said, fine. I, I needed a break anyway, so I went and started a mobile DJ company. And uh, But then in 98, I was using the mm-hmm. Internet as uh, an advertising medium for my DJ company. And, you know, the thought occurred to me, I own the count. You know, maybe the Internet's going to be the future of, of entertainment. So... So after doing some research and, and studying, buying some software, I, in, on July 11th, 1998, I put Creature Feature, the weekly web program, on the Internet as the first hosted horror showcase. So I became the first horror host of the Internet. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Um, and we've been doing it every Saturday night since. Every Saturday night it changes. It's up all week, but every Saturday night it changes. And over the years, over that 22-year period, I, whenever, I travel a lot. I like traveling. So I've been to a lot of places around the world. And I always take my laptop with me. And on Saturday night, no matter where I am, I put the program up on my server. And I put that program up from six different continents. And it's just magical that I can be anywhere. And people can be anywhere. And they can go to that site and they can see this stuff. And then two years ago, we created our first Roku channel because everyone's got a Roku stick, or they should, and they stream on that. And we have uh, every month again. I change uh, ten videos, uh, four horror movies, four four hosted horror movies, four celebrity interviews, and two uh, horror-related shorts. And every it's, it's curated, so every every month it's new. Matter of fact, uh, Saturday we got a new one going up, so it's cool. Who do you get this Saturday? What film do you have this Saturday? Do you know? Uh, for Saturday on the Roku channel, uh, for the whole month of August, we've got Boris Karloff in The Ghoul. We've got or, uh, Bella Lugosi in The Human Monster. That was from 1939. First one was from 1933. Uh, then we go into the 50s, The Killer Shrews. I love it. Dogs made up to look like shrews. Uh, oh, I love great. that movie. <laughs> yeah, isn't that cool? And, uh, and then we have. Movie. It's good. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it is. It really is. Um, and then we have from 1961 a failed T 
TV show that they turned into a movie. It's called The Devil's Messenger. It stars Lon Chaney Jr. as the devil. And it, basically what they did was they were going to turn it into a series, uh, kind of like a devilish Twilight Zone, and they, they did three, and it didn't work out. So they brought Chaney back, and they said, well, we're going to, have you, we're going to make this into a movie, and you're going to be the devil, and we'll tie these three stories loosely together. It's a pretty decent film. Um, and then we're going to have interviews with Larry uh, Blamire, who did uh, The Lost Skeletons of Cadavra. Um, we have Butch Patrick. Uh, Mike Strawn, who uh, is special effects, uh, and we have an interview with um, Dick Dizel. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then we have two sh- two short films. One called Cropped, which is a fun little film out of the UK. It's about a group of people who are UFO enthusiasts who go out looking for a crop circle. And they're a little bit surprised at what they find. And then we have another one called Nightcaller, which is done by um, a woman who is actually working on Sabrina, the teenage witch, right now. Um, and I'm 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 blanking on her name, but uh, she uh, she's done a bunch of horror, short horror films, and she's been involved in the in the Hollywood industry now for about ten years. So it's kind of cool. So anyway, that's what we have. Well, let me let me ask a, a simple question. This is so simple, but it's so long. Um, the the idea that you're doing a podcast, um, do you enjoy that better than the original creature feature itself? I I don't understand the question. Okay. Well, when you were doing the 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 show on Channel 20. Yeah. Okay. And you mm-hmm. then create you create your own dungeon in um, in your podcast, if you know what I'm saying. You took some of the props that you used in Channel 20, and you did it via the internet. Did you yep. like it better, or did you did you like the original oh. version? Well, you know. I had better. I, I had a better variety of movies on Channel 20 because they were. We, you know, the station paid for the copyrights, so we got to use use copyrighted material uh, on the internet. Since I don't have a steady stream of income, uh, I use public domain films, so they're not quite as good. Uh, I had a crew of that that helped me a lot in the studio. We had a ton of fun making those shows. Uh, we had three cameras. We had three cameramen, a floor man, a lighting director. We, of course, a director, an audio uh, person. We had the engineers. Everyone got together, and we made, turned this into a party when we, when we did these shows. So it was, a, it was a social thing. It was a lot of fun. But on the other hand, I also had to deal with bureaucracy uh, of management, which was not fun at all, plus the fact that, you know, I didn't have any budget. I mean, literally, literally, I have to go into the business office on, say, Friday we're doing it, and I have to go in and say, I need $5 from petty cash. Why? I went and need some dry ice so I could have some fog. Oh, well, I don't know. You know, do you, how much do you really need $5 worth? Can't you get by with three? You know, like, smack. So I don't have that anymore. I, But I have... 
I have a lot, I have total freedom. I can do whatever I want now, and I can, I can be more adult uh, because the internet is not ruled by the FCC. So I like them both. I have very nostalgic feelings for TV, uh, but I really like the ability to say, "Hey, I've got this great idea. Let's go into the studio tonight and do it." And not have to say, and no one can say, well, we don't know if it's available and the people are available. No, don't have to do all that. Plus, I'm technically oriented, so I don't mind editing. And, and uh, I think I enjoy it. It's very creative. Is there a horror movie you've always wanted to run and couldn't for some reason? Well, no. And I, and I, and I, and I can honestly say that because... One of the things we haven't talked about, and, and I've been very, very fortunate in the fact that uh, back in 13, when we were celebrating my 40th anniversary from the first show on Channel 20, uh, I have worked with the American Film Institute, the AFI Silver Theater in Silver Spring, Maryland, and three times a year they bring me into the theater to live host horror movies or science fiction movies of my choice. So I have had carte blanche three times a year and sometimes even double features to show some of my the films I've always wanted to host. So, no, I've, I've, I've done them all. All the ones I've ever wanted, I've, I've done either on television, on the Internet, or at the AFI. I'm just, I just couldn't be happier. Well, okay. You, since you're who you are, and I, and I love you for who you are, can we... Say, uh, you know, you've you've done okay. You've done the older films. What of the yeah. modern day horror? I don't like modern day horror, you know, because it's too much blood, fresh blood. But would you, if somebody said we can offer you some uh, Friday the Thirteenth or Freddy Krueger or whatever, would you take it? Well, that's not actually that's not even new. That's that's now considered. Think about this: we're the 21st century. We're in the in the in the second decade of the 21st century. So now you're talking about 30, 40 year old films. But if someone said to me, "Would would you like to do a contemporary film?" I'd say, "Get Out." Literally, I would love to host Get Out. I think that was a fabulous film. Uh, I just it just it had me. In uh, in knots, I was so tense during the watching of that film. So, that yeah, that would be one of the ones I'd love to do. Is there any other ones? I, I can't say missed opportunities because you always had a lot of films, even though they're public domain. Is there any that you would love to have run and couldn't, or love to have run and haven't? Well. There have been a few of the European uh, erotic Dracula films that I have not been able to either, actually in many cases, many cases I haven't even been able to see. It's kind of legendary um, that I would, I, would, I would love to see and possibly host. Um, but, uh, you know, there were, during the 70s and 80s, there were, uh, there were a few that... that uh, are kind of legendary, but again, it's they're not available, so eh, I don't worry about it. Any titles that people should look up or find or what or do? Uh, well, maybe Elizabeth could help me out here. 
Uh-huh. Okay. So what were some, can you think of some of the, some of the, uh, oh, maybe some of the Polanski uh, or some of the other erotic uh, vampire yeah, movies from, uh, from. Well, he did the, was it the famous vampire killers? I can't remember the name of it, but I, I, yes. I yeah, but there's, there's famous always, vampire yeah. killers. Yeah. The famous vampire killer. Roman also like repulsion. Repulsion is uh, erotically charged in a negative way, but it's, it's still erotically charged. And then there's what about Peeping Tom? Hammer films too. Hmm? What about Peeping Tom? Ooh, ooh, man, that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, that is. That's that's a good. Yeah, movie. I have. I have. It's very hard to watch. It's really very uncomfortable. Well, yeah. you, know, you know, there is a there is a public domain film that I have not shown, that I won't show, because I can't watch it. And that's Killer Driller. Ooh, I've heard of that, but yeah. I've never seen it. I don't think I could get into that. No, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a guy who runs around and he uses a, a drill to drill into people, and it's 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 gross. It, it, I don't find it scary. I find it just gross, and I... It fell into the public domain, and I know some of my contemporary uh, horror hosts have shown it, and I have it. I have a copy, and I, 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 I can't watch it all the way through, so I won't put it on. I, I, you know, there are certain st- standards. I don't. I, I, I want, For me, a horror movie should be like a roller coaster. It's something mm-hmm. that's going to scare you. It's it, 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 and it, it, you know, the anticipation is there. It doesn't have to. I think outlandishly gross. I think you you alluded to that, uh, Bennett, yourself. That you know, the, you get so much into the, the the chopped blood guts stuff. You know, it's like after a while. Saw the first Saw movie. After you I see saw, Jason do one or two, you really don't want to do it. You don't want to watch it. Yeah, well, I thought the first one was really creative. I thought this was a really unique thing. And then as soon as it ended, I said, oh, dang, you're going to have 15 of these things. And sure enough, whap, 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 mm-hmm. whap, and they get worse and worse. You know, again, that is marketing and how to make money off of something you know you're going to make money off of for a long period of time, even doesn't have to be good. So. Well, I think they call that that genre torture porn, and I don't like it either. It's it's repetitious, it's one dimensional, and frankly, I think it's boring. I, I I can't get into it. I've tried. Yeah, uh, Hostel. The first Hostel was interesting. Hostel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the first yeah. Hostel. It's one of the only ones in that genre that I like. Yeah. Num- but, uh, number two was not my favorite. Part two was not my favorite. But hey, okay. I. Have- let me, I have, I have, let me ask both of you this question. Go ahead, sir. I was going to say, Elizabeth, has any of your work been turned into film? No. Um, well, I don't have an agent yet, and I, I think that um, that's my next step is to work on getting an agent once I finish my horror novel. And after that, hopefully, it'll get optioned and you know, maybe turned into a movie or, or better yet, a TV series. I wouldn't mind having Ooh. something on Netflix. I'd like something on Netflix. That wouldn't be bad. Maybe even Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Either one. Yeah. All right. Bennett, I know well, you have other questions. Go. No, I, I'm going. I'm going. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me ask this. And this seems sort of – okay. I know what your fav- favorite – what is your favorite horror movie 
you've said, but I'm talking as gore. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask him. Hey, Scott, what's your favorite horror movie? I know, don't ask. Well, let me tell you what I think about horror movies. Yes, I think, um, you know, I think I go back to, you know, I'm a fan of the old school. I mean, I, it's not scary, but I love Bela Lugosi and uh, the Dracula. But I, I, I shock a lot of people when I tell, tell them that actually one of my favorite vampire movies was Dracula starring Frank Langella back in the 70s. I mean... Yes, it wasn't too scary, but the guy had hair that wouldn't stop. It was just incredible, mm-hmm. you know. So he originated yeah, that on but, stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was he was good. I think it's an under underrated film that people don't talk about it when they talk about Dracula films. I mean, so, uh, but um, but you know, I I I I kind of lean towards the um, the uh, Atomic monsters of uh, the 50s, <laughs> you know, Tarantula. Um, actually, I, I hosted the movie that I'd never seen before called Night of the Lepus. And uh, oh, that, that EFI. And I had so much fun watching that. It was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> The one scene I love yeah. is these giant rabbits are attacking the town, and they've got to drive the rabbits onto the railroad tracks where they're going to hook up high power voltage that are going to fry them. So how do they get the, the rabbits to run towards the railroad tracks? So the sheriff goes to the drive-in theater, and he pulls his sheriff car in front of all these teenagers in their cars making out and he gets they show off the movie and he gets on his bullhorn and says we need your help right now and everyone says yes sir and they put their clothes back on they start their cars up and they drive the, I'm going you've got to be kidding me <laughs> it's a fun movie I, I like my favorite is uh, a Steve McQueen movie called The Blob Ah, yes, well, and that's also the original, that, that, not the remake. The Blob, the Blob was the only movie, the last movie I saw at the drive-in theater. I went up, there was this drive-in theater up in the Baltimore. I don't remember what the name was, but anyway, I went up there. They, they actually had a piece of the Blob uh, from the movie there in the concession stand. You had to go buy a hot dog to see it. So, but it's like, okay, I could do that. But that was, that was kind of fun. Uh, you know, but I'll tell you what, if there is one movie, it's, it's, it's not scary, but there's one movie that is horror related that I can watch and host many, many times. I mean, I have seen the film at least a hundred times. And I still love it. I still find little little gems hidden in it. And that, of course, is Young Frankenstein. Oh, such a wonderful movie. That's a classic. Yes, absolutely. But now I'm, it's daytime. I'm going to go back into my coffin. So I'll tell you, God, go, <laughs> go take it over, Dick. You're, you're, go, you're going back in your coffin? Come on, I got more questions. People are, are wanting to, <laughs> to know the man and willing to count. 
They they get so much thrill. Uh, you don't know how many people All right, have responded. I'll stay. To... I'll stay. What? What? What do you stay. want to know from the count? I can. You can count on me. Well, yes. I want both of you, but the thing is not at the same time. Um. Do you? Okay. You've done a vampire character, and you like Dracula, the Frank Langella version. Is there another version other than, say, uh, Lon Chaney or whoever that you like or dislike or whatever? Well, I think I I always thought, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I, I, I haven't had a bite yet, but I'm kind of dry. Um, but I, I, uh, a a to, writer. Uh, I always thought that the, uh, from a historical standpoint, one that you could really sink your teeth into was the, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Dracula. I thought that was, you know, very well done. You, nothing funny about it. Nothing, nothing stupid. It was just very, very well done, scary. And, uh, it added a lot to the, uh, the genre, how could I say? The mythos, yeah, I understand. D- okay, this is from Dave. He said, compare you and other horror movie hosts. Who do you think, other than you, is the best? Uh, that, that's that's not a, not a fair question, because we all do things differently. And complain we all have to Dave. Don't complain to me. I'm just asking it. No, but I'll say, I'll say, hey, look, let me give you, let me tell you a funny little story, okay? Back in the 80s, back when I was on Channel 20, I was called, got a call from a guy from TV Guy. They were doing their annual Halloween uh, issue, and they were interviewing horror hosts. And he calls me up, and he interviews me, okay? The interview is over, and I asked him, I said, hey, uh, where are you located? He says, well, I'm in L.A. I said, Los Angeles. Have you ever heard of somebody called Elvira? He goes, oh, yes. I watch her show every Saturday. I go, ah, very good, because I'm here in Washington, D.C., and I have never seen her show, because there is no, at that point, there was no videotape, there was no DVDs, and every horror host was pretty much bound by their market and in their market. The only thing I knew about Elvira at that time was that she was doing Coors beer commercials. Okay. And, you know, I was attracted. So I said, tell me about her show. Tell me about her bit. What does she do as a horror host? And he couldn't answer that question. So I finally said to him, I said, well, look, let's start this way. You come home from a date. You turn on, you, 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 you've had a decent time, but, you know, you want to you know, unwind a little bit, so you turn the TV on and you turn on Elvira's show. What do you see? He says, well, they have an open. I said, that's good. He says, very good open. And then, and then what happens? And then the camera goes over, and then, then we see her. And I go, okay, what, describe it. He says, well, she's laying there on this, this couch, this divan or something, and uh, she starts talking about the movie. And I go, and, and, and then what? He said, well, then I stay there and watch and, and waiting for her, hopefully, to fall out of her costume. And, <laughs> and I said, that's her bit? And he goes, as far as I'm concerned, it was. <laughs> so I could never do that. 
<laughs> so I guess I bring this up because every hoarder host has their own thing. And like I said, some have some have multiple characters. Some people, some have uh, Monster Madhouse in suburban Washington, D.C. They have a cast of literally dozens on the show. And it's a madhouse. It really is. I've been on it a number of times. Uh, some people have two or three sidekicks. Uh, because I was in a union station and they weren't going to pay for more than one performer, I only had me. Um, occasionally I would have guests on, but the guests didn't have to be paid because they were guests. So, you know, everyone has their own. So I, is there, who's the best? Uh, yeah, no. It's, and then again, some people like one type of thing. Yeah, you, you, you can't do that. I will say this, though. I was very honored back in uh, 2011 to be in the very, very first class inducted into the Horror Host Hall of Fame. So I was very pleased with that. I was also the only Ooh. person that was still alive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Everyone tell else these lovely people about the award you just got. Oh, my silver bolo. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, there's another thing. Joe Bob Briggs, how does he host horror movies? He's got this, he's a cowboy, he, and, and, he, and I, he talks, sometimes he talks about the movie, sometimes he talks politics. Uh, he's got, the, you know, Darcy the male girl, and, uh, you know, I, I, went, I, I, once, I once advertised locally to get a male girl, and he, he had these three drag queens show up. You know, I, I didn't think that was exactly what I wanted, but that's okay. Um, the, uh, the, uh, so anyway, Joe Bob... I've met him a couple of times at conventions, and uh, Darcy and I kind of hit it off. And so this this past season on his show uh, on Shutter, uh, the last drive-in, they awarded me with the Silver Bolo Award, which was very nice. I got this little Silver Bolo tie thingy that I, I wore, plus a certificate, and it was it was very nice of him. I, I I'll have to I send him a thank you note, and I'll look forward to seeing him at if we ever do conventions again. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah, that I, I don't think it'll ever happen again in the ne- at least the next two years, maybe three years, until they find a cure for this thing that's out there. But that's yeah. What what is your desert island? It, it could be horror, it could be fantasy films that you like. Say five of them that that, that you like. Well, you right up top of my head, again, young, young Frankenstein would have to be uh, right at the top um, because, again, I, every time I watch it, I find something, um, something, something new and uh, that they kind of snuck in in the background. Um, then I like the original thing from Another Planet with James Arness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, could, I could watch that many times over. Um, oh, let's see. Again, Alien, I'd have to bet because that still scares me. I still get freaked out every time I, I, I see that. And uh, hmm, What about see. the sequel, Aliens? Aliens, uh, the sequel, the second one? The second it's one. It's a good movie. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very good movie, but if I'm if I'm only got five films, I'm not going to do two of the same. I'm not going to do a sequel. Uh, so okay. you know, I'm just I'm trying. I'm trying to. Uh, you know, then I'd probably have to look for something that was uh, that was maybe a, a little more fun. Uh, I don't know, maybe American Werewolf in London. You know, that was that was pretty good. You know. That, I love That's the special effects on that. Yeah. Um, oh, what else? The Hunger was pretty good, too. That was, you know, that was one of those European things with David uh, Bowie in it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then I, mm-hmm. and then I would have to put one of, one of, the, one of the films that Deke Dizel was in, and that's probably... Um, Oh, either Night Be- either Alien Factor or Galaxy Invader. So one of the two. <laughs> Alien Factor. That would be. Elizabeth, I know you're okay. co-hosting and being a wonderful, quiet guest, but what's your five? <laughs> My five favorite movies of horror. Um, I'd have to yeah. start with uh, Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. Because when I first met my husband, I told him that if he could not sit through this movie, we were not meant to be together. He absolutely loved it. And we watch it every year on our on the anniversary of the day we met and, and on our wedding anniversary. And that, I mean, it's Peter Jackson before he did Lord of the Rings. So, I mean, I, I'm not a Tolkien fan, but um, when the movie came out, I went to see it strictly because I like Peter Jackson. <laughs> And uh, four other movies, that would have to be The Legend of Hell House with uh, Roddy McDowell, uh, The Original yeah. Haunting. That was probably my first horror movie was The Original Haunting. And one that scared me, it didn't scare me until after I watched it and I went to bed and I realized how everybody died. That would have to be The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So I'm taking off to sleep. The, uh, the Original, The Black okay. and White. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, when I was drifting off to sleep, I remembered how they died, and I was just went, oh, no. They're uh, <laughs> coming, they're coming. <laughs> I guess others I'd have to say Jaws. I mean, Jaws is just it's a classic. It's perfect in every way. And I also have to agree with Dick about Alien, the original. That you know, I saw that movie at the movie theater, and I could barely make my way through it. And after that, I didn't watch a horror film for eight years. It's, it scared me that much. But I mean, I could handle Hammer films, but that was about it. I couldn't see Friday the 13th or anything like that because it, just the whole idea of it was too scary. And then later I did see Friday Ryan, the 13th, Ryan and I asked, my way through the whole thing. And it, I couldn't get over it. Ryan asked both of you, what's the worst horror film you ever saw? Oh, boy. Um, it, there's so many. Uh, I, I have to say the killer shows. Oh no 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 no. Um, uh, oh, what's the name of it? Um, Manos, the hands of fate. Uh, I was I'm, I'm glad you said that because it as bad as um, um, killer shows. Yucca Flats is. Manos oh, Flats is just. Awful. Yeah, but but Manos is yeah, and believe it or not. <laughs> I'm seeing in the past couple of years I've seen at conventions people dressing up in costumes from Manus and I'm going, Why? Oh my god. 
You mean the cape with the hands on it? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Is is there a horror movie? You said Dracula with Langella is your one of your favorites, uh, and Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. It, what about Karloff and Lugosi and and Lon Chaney and Lon Chaney Jr. Of course, but is which one of those or those did you like or respect or all of them or whatever? Well, I think it would be easier for me, and I'm going to drop back to Dick. Um, it's easier for me to say of the classics which ones I don't like. And I've, it's not that I don't like them, I, but I have never been a big fan of the Mummy movies. And it's not that they weren't good movies. It's just that I had a problem with the concept. I mean, I, I, I'd go into a theater, and I'm, I'm sitting here, and, I'm, and here's this this 2,000-year-old corpse walking towards me with these 2,000-year-old dried bandages. And I'm going, and I'm scared. Why? I pull out my Zippo lighter, and this guy's a torch. You know, what, what's the big deal? You know, so I, I, I just never could get past that point that he was so vulnerable. And, you know, I understand you know, the, the mysticism and all the rest of that stuff, but I never really got into the mummy movies. Okay, what do you think of the modern-day remakes? And not just the mummy. I mean, they've been remaking everything lately. Well, you know, the the, the new mummies are action-adventure films. So, yeah, they're fun. You know, I, yeah, not gonna, not, I would, don't knock myself out going to, to see them. But, I mean, they're, they're, I've seen them, but they're, they're fun. And, I'm not, I, again, I don't consider them horror movies. I think they're, they're kind of action-adventure movies. Well, I've seen some of the remakes. I mean, I saw the, I was just curious. I saw the remake to Suspiria, and I thought it was awful. And, I mean, I know that the remake of The Evil Dead was a whole different concept of it, but I still prefer the original because because of, of uh, Bruce Campbell and because it's uh, it's just so over-the-top, tongue-in-cheek and, and, and unintentionally funny. But it, 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 it did scare me. I mean, that, that, that was the movie that after I hadn't watched anything in eight years, that was the one that I sat down and decided this is going to be my first horror movie, my first real horror movie. So I, I, was, uh, I chose The Evil Dead, and I'm glad I did. So I can watch anything now. <laughs> well, actually, along along that same lines, I thought of the new ones. I thought Cabin in the Woods was an incredibly good movie. I I enjoyed oh, that, that one. Oh, that was fantastic. That's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It surprised very, me. Very you know, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize where they were going with it. And if I can't figure a movie out in the first ten minutes, then I'm, you got me hooked. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I I've seen so many, and it's, some of them are just so. <sighs> yeah, you know, they're 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 cookie cutters. So mm-hmm. yeah, that Cabin in the Woods was good. Uh, what was the other one? Um, I'm trying to think of it. Um, a Quiet oh. Place, the, the new one, the John Krasinski, uh, Emily Blunt movie. That was where everybody was has to be quiet. Oh yes. Um. Yeah, there are two movies like that. One of them is Bird Box with uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. And the other, I can't remember the name of it. I know which one you're talking about. Now, have you seen Bird Box? 
Yeah, I also interviewed Josh Mauserman. I, I met him by accident. I, I met him over at the uh, the Stanley Hotel Writers Retreat, and I think uh, he he'd been working on the book at that time. And I interviewed him later on a podcast. And uh, the, the the sequel is coming out now, Mallory. So that's going to probably be turned into a movie pretty soon. But um, I read the book too, and the, the book is, I mean, the movie was good, but the book was just wow. <laughs> the book was pretty amazing. Well, I'm okay, talking about well, I, I, I want to say. As I say, I haven't, I haven't seen it. It's on my list of things to, to see. And I, I need to see it sooner than later. But yes, that's just gonna. That's why I asked. Okay, this is from Josh. He asks, "Have you thought of writing a book about your experiences in your life in horror and and television and things like that?" Well, I'm not a writer, so if you're talking to me, I, I try. I tried a couple of times to put this down. I'm a I'm a decent storyteller. I can tell stories, and if I could trans just tell the stories and have someone put it down into words and make and, and put it together, I could probably it'd probably be kind of fun. Uh, but yeah. I, I I I get I get sit down in front of a keyboard and it's like uh, okay. I tried a couple of times get a chapter or two into it. So I have great admiration for people like Elizabeth who can who can. I mean, you, you look at her, her books here, and it's like, oh, my gosh, how do you come up with all yeah, – as a matter of fact, that's a question I was going to ask. How do you come up with these stories? And, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be <laughs> facetious here, but I'm looking at, you know, like no, titles like – Oh, okay. Um, I have a lot of influences. Uh, Weird News is one of them. Actually, there's a story I'm – it's percolating in my head right now that's based on a news story that I read. And um, some of it's personal experience. Uh, I guess, you know, okay, my, my, uh, my story, Infection, which appears in Teeming Terrors, was based on my husband staying in the hospital with an infection in his leg. And then I got the idea for the horror story from that, and he's just very proud that I killed him off in it. So, you know, there, there was that business. <laughs> yeah, I killed off my husband in a story. He loves it. But, um, yeah, I uh, I read FARC, which is a it's a funny news aggregator, and I get all kinds of ideas from just the comments in there and the forums, and um, I get ideas from reading books. I mean, uh, when I'm not writing something, I'm reading just to keep you know, so I can just keep studying how you know the best writers do their work, and then I'll get ideas from that, or like you know, like I'll read a story and it it. It doesn't go in a direction that I thought it would have gone in. And I'm like, well, what if it would have gone in this direction? And then I keep following off with that, and I come up with something completely, totally off the wall that gives me an idea for writing something that, you know, it inspired me. So I, I get an inspiration from a lot of different places. Okay. Can I ask you why, uh, how you got into the erotica part of this thing? It, it, it seems to be a thread through a lot of your books. Yeah, um, that 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 came about by accident because my first love has always been horror, but um, I'd say about oh, about a dozen years ago, I saw a call from Scarlet Magazine for short stories, and I had this idea of yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and and uh, I I wrote it's called you know, the story is happily ever after, and it's in it's in my my new book and. It's about Cinderella after she marries the handsome prince, and things aren't going quite as well as she wished they would. So um, I'm not going to go into any detail because this is a, it, it is a PG-13 show here. So, but um, 
Yeah, but I got the idea. Oh, There's you can go far. It's all oh. right. Marshall oh. will only kill me. Okay. Well, she, she conjures up a magical sex coach who helps her out. And then she goes and takes everything that she learns to take it back to the handsome prince. And I'm going to write another story with them later, which I haven't started yet because I'm too busy working on some edits for a novel right now. I mean, sorry, edits for a short story. But, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where that went. And, uh, I, and I, I submitted the story and probably forgot about it. And about two months later, I get this email saying that it's been accepted. And I was, wow. And so I just started writing the erotica from there and then, uh, you know, found some horror calls. And I started writing short stories. And right now, all of my horror fiction is all short stories. I don't have a novel yet. I'm working on one right now. And I'm very close to finishing it. So, you know, hopefully I'll have that out before next year and then I can, uh, you know, promote it and find a place to, to sell it. Okay. Let me let me do a little asking a couple of things here. Dick, uh, what's on Creature Feature this th- uh, Saturday night? Uh, I'm glad you asked. This Saturday night we're going to actually show a um, – no, let me explain something. I do hosted horror movies. They run for two weeks. So last week – we put up um, we put up a hosted horror movie uh, that's going to that ran that's going to run for two weeks, and we put up uh, Gamera, or Gamera the Invincible. Got to get one of those Japanese rubber-suited monster movies up there. <laughs> so that runs for two weeks. So then this week we go to hosted short films because I do always have liked short films. Because I, I think it's really a credit to a director and a writer and uh, to, to be able to put a whole story, beginning, middle, and end, in a short form and make it work. Um, and I, I think it's really difficult. And if they do it well, it, it deserves credit. So we have one called Apocalypse Rock. It's by a, a guy by the name of Brian Pennington. He's out of the Washington, D.C. area. <clears throat> and it's a story of a guy who thinks he's the last man on earth. But he doesn't know this. So he has a he has a radio station going and he keeps doing his DJ thing on the radio station playing nothing but rock, not disco, not pop, but rock. And you know, we see him go through all the problems of thinking he's the last guy on earth and you know He's hoping that somebody hears his show and will call in, and so that's it's 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 an interesting film. It's about I think it's about a thirteen minute film. So we have we have that, uh, and then we have uh, well we have a winner in our contest. We have been running a contest, and then we have uh, a couple of uh, a DV, we have contributors. Uh, Dita Dirtnap out of L.A. does uh, really uh, cheesy. Movies. She's now doing the the beach beach monster movies. Uh, so we have all that going up. Um, and then the following week we're going to do Condemned to Live, which is a uh, again a horror show that I am uh, hosting. Um, a story about a, a guy, a bunch of unsolved murders, but this guy thinks he did them. Why does he think he did them? Because when he was in his mother's womb, she was bitten by. A vampire bat, not a vampire, but a vampire bat. So he now is suddenly thinking that he's turning into a vampire and doesn't know it. He's killing these people, and it's a psychological, not quite a tour de force, but that's okay. They never are. They're always good, but they're never a tour de force. (laughs) (laughs) 
no, no, they never are. You're right. <laughs> let, let me let me ask Elizabeth. Elizabeth, give them a rough down, a wrap down, not a rub down, of what uh, <laughs> you have out and coming. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the first one, I have uh, four things that, well, three of that are out, one that's coming out in a couple of months. First one is Horror for Hire Second Shift. Uh, my story is called A Job to Die For, and these are short horror stories related to the workplace, and you can find it at Amazon. And the second one, which also just came out, is uh, the Horror Zine's Book of Ghost Stories, and my story, The Storm, appears in that book. And this one also includes stories by Bentley Little, Joe Lansdale, Elizabeth, Master, uh, Elizabeth Massey, and uh, Grand Masterton, amongst others. And my book, my uh, collection of erotic fairy tales, which was just released yesterday, is Happily Ever After, Twisted Versions of Your Favorite Fairy Tales, and it's available at, um, at Amazon as uh, Kindle Unlimited. And uh, coming up in a couple of months is Wicked Women, which is an anthology put out by New England horror writers. And it's all women, all women writers, a woman editor, and the whole thing is put together by women. And my story, The Fetch, appears in that. And that's going to be coming out in a couple of months. Okay. So, Elizabeth, I have Elizabeth, to, if you – Go ahead. If I, if, I, if I asked you what would be the best of your work to be as an introduction to a new reader, what would you recommend? Um, I would probably say, first off, uh, for horror, I would go with Teeny Terrors. Because my, my story, Infection, is in that book, and that's probably my favorite story. Or um, either that one or Midnight Movie Creature Feature 2, which has my horror comedy trailer trash zombies in it. And that, that was a blast to write. That one's also based a little bit on personal experience. You know, not the zombies themselves, but you know, just personal experience. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, let, me, let me ask this rock. question. Oh, okay. And I, I know I – okay, because I love – I love all the stuff you do, mostly the horror. But I have to thank Dick especially because Dick is the one that ingrained horror in me. And on uh, late night, on Saturday night at 11 p.m. at uh, at uh, WDCA. Oh my God, am I getting old? Oh my uh, God! I, I used to watch. I used to watch him at, you know, in the middle of the night. I, I loved watching him. It was great. And I, I'm going to get Marsha wants to come on, so give me, a, give me a second. Marsha wants to come on. Oh, okay. Marcia, you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Definitely. Hi, Marcia. Okay. okay. Hey, Marcia. Have we been boring you too much? No, it's been very good, actually. Very good. You know, I just had an idea. I thought it would be a fun show because I could see Dick likes to have fun here. So we should have Elizabeth with her guests you know, some of the erotic people, and then he could ask questions. <laughs> I, think he, I love listening to his questions. So I think it would be fun. <laughs> yeah, Cal Gore Duvall, surrounded by erotica writers. Oh, boy, would that be yeah. a good Oh, God. <laughs> when, when, when should I book the show? I, I, I'm game. I'm game. Okay, good. <laughs> November, we'll book it. Okay, Bennett. You could come on too, okay? Yeah, that's me. I don't want to leave you out of it. <laughs> Bennett, you're always ready to come on the show. <laughs> I'm always what? Program. I'm sorry. You're always ready to come on the show. That's the way it is. Any time. 
I know. You know I what? Just, I wanted to do a quick announcement before I forget because I don't want people to kill me. Next week, on on Thursday at four, Leanne Soderheim Murphy will be the guest, and it is you know she's going to talk about her new book and talk about other things, and then on the thirteenth. The legal show is coming back on the air for one night. Sarah Steele, uh, the attorney in law, is my guest talking about rights and books and everything else. I just want to make sure Good. I get that all out. Okay. D- Bennett, we know that you, you always do. You always do. You're good at that. <laughs> well, you got to promote. Uh, I, I have one thing to say to Mr. Mr. Dizel, and I really... Yes. Thank you for giving my love of horror. You're welcome. And, and and speaking about promotion, let me remind everyone they can come by anytime to <laughs> countgore.com. And then if you've got a Roku, you can get it. It's a free, no commercial channel, Count Gore Duvall Presents. And uh, it, like I said, it changes every Saturday. So every Saturday, every, every month. And the other show changes every Saturday. So there you go. That's my promotion. That's a, my commercial. It was a fun show. I'll spread it out. I'll put it out. Very oh, yeah. if I had a Roku, I would surely do it. I don't even know that. I'm, I'm technically oblivious, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> I wanted to thank my guests, Mr. Dick Dizel, or should I say Count Gordeval? You have a choice. Uh, and the lovely Ms. Elizabeth Black. Um, oh, thank you. Th- Thank you both for coming and talking about horror and horror movies and everything else. And we have backed up with about a million questions. So I got to have you back if people are asking. <laughs> well, Sounds good I'm, a, I'm game. How about you, Elizabeth? Yeah, I'm, I'm game. I could come back on here. You think? Okay. Well, not today, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, people want to know about a lot of things you do. And a couple of people already ventured over to your channel. So, you know, people, you, you've, do you find a recession in horror these days? Well, it is, it, horror really does have a, a tough competition with reality these days. So I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's having a bit of a renaissance right now. With the movies I, and the I, books I, that are I, coming out, I, they're I really good. Yeah. 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 I, I, I tend to agree. I think a lot of, a lot, there's been a lot of really talented people who have found their voice and money to make their voice heard and seen. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think it is. And uh, matter of fact, you just look every, every, uh, every month, I, I look at my feeds, and it's like, oh, the, the top you know, the horror and film is coming to Netflix or Amazon, and, or the top film, or let's just say, the top movies coming, and more than half of them are horror. So, you know, you you got to think, mm-hmm. yeah, there is a renaissance going on. Yeah. Well, okay, let me yeah. ask one question that's been bothering me. Uh, do you like the older horror, the hammer horror, the modern-day horror, or what? I I I'm not date specific. I like I like scary movies. I like I want a movie that's going to engage me, that I care about the people, and that I care that they're that they're in harm's way, uh, or even worse, a movie that is so realistic that it scares me because it could happen to me. 
So, you know what movie, and I'm going to say this, I, I, I very rarely mention this, so you, this is, what movie gave me nightmares? I mean, literally, for weeks. So, yeah. your choice. Huh? I Pretty sat sure. there, and she had to make this choice. I had, I, I, at the point, I had two twin daughters, about seven years old, and I'm saying, my God, what if I had, what if I were in that situation? And it gave me nightmares for weeks on end, yeah. because the movie put me in that position, and that's what I like about a movie that'll do that for me. But. That's interesting. Okay. That's so I, interesting I, to hear that. That's that's so interesting to hear that because it's such a. It, probably people don't think of it as that way, but it is. You're right. It's a, it, that's the most hor- horrific thing that any parent could have to do. Mm-hmm. As far as the horror movies go, for me, um, I'd have to say, for me, it, it doesn't matter when it was made. I, for me, it's, does it doesn't have good production values. Does it tell a good story? Are the characters compelling? I mean, that would be the case with any kind of story. But um, it really has to grab me. And a lot of horror movies don't do that. They usually don't scare me. They unnerve me sometimes. But um, I'm just as likely to like a modern horror film as I am to like uh, uh, one of the older ones, as long as it's a good movie. That That's the most important thing for me. Well, I'm watching some of the Stone Age films, and I do, Stone Age, as in Dracula's Daughter. Uh, I, was, I was a teenage Frankenstein with uh, Frankenstein with Michael Landon. Uh, some of the wonderful films that they have out from the '50s, the blog, the original blog, the original mm-hmm. Nightmare. You know, not Nightmare on Elm Street, but a lot of other films. And they don't do them anymore. Well, is it can't a bloodlust? <laughs> I know, but is it a bloodlust? Because every film I've seen lately, somebody has to bleed. Or somebody has to die no, bleeding. That's nothing new, though. I mean, Herschel Gordon Lewis was doing that stuff back in the 70s. <laughs> I know. 2000 Maniacs and that sort of thing. I like those kind of movies. They're fun. Yeah, but it's like, you're getting more ketchup or or what lately? Or or, uh, chocolate syrup if you make it a black and white movie. (laughs) Yeah, chocolate syrup, ketchup, uh, Mm -hmm. whatever. Carrot syrup. Yep. <laughs> yeah, caro syrup. So, so, okay. Is there anything upcoming on Creature Feature we could let them know about? Uh, no, just more. Than I don't same. mean yeah. next week or two weeks. <laughs> I'm saying in the future. Well, you know, I'd like to say that we're doing uh, it's more of the AFI stuff, but I don't think so because I think the theaters are still closed. Uh, and uh, I, a couple of the events that I was scheduled to do in September and October have already canceled because of the, of the uh, spike in the, uh, the virus. So, uh, you know, right now it's pretty much you know, on the Internet, and, you know, we're just going to try to be as good as we can every Saturday night and try to keep the quality up on the uh, Roku channel. And uh, 
hope everyone stays safe so that when this thing is finally over, we can go back and start having the conventions and I can go out and see Elizabeth again and buy her a drink and we can <laughs> yeah. talk. What? Yeah, it'd be fun. But, okay, Bennett, let me ask Bennett, you. We were talking. Bennett, Bennett yes. don't you usually offer everybody a drink? <laughs> Your show, you do. You didn't offer <laughs> Always. Drink. Always. But, you see, I'm staying dry this week. Okay. Alcohol is passed out usually, but I don't need to. I need to give uh, uh, Mr. Dizel a pint of old blood. No, no, no. no, That's that's the count. He can have the old blood. I I, I, I like a a good Cabernet. (laughs) You mean you're not going to want blood wine? Uh, nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys go. Right, listen, okay, and I will get I will reach the count and Elizabeth, and we'll pick a date, and we'll all have a good time. For uh, we'll talk about we'll get some oh, yeah. other erratic walking <laughs> Right. <laughs> we'll I'm, I'm free in November, uh, but unless you have a special date, uh, I'm free in November. We'll put it on. We'll put it on, a, we'll put it on an adult. You know, you could change the. You know, you could make it adult. Believe me, we've had some adult shows, Elizabeth and I. We had oh yeah, few. they were good shows too. They're all, all good. Yeah, shows. yeah, yeah. We we could turn we could make it hot. Mm-hmm. We could turn it up, up a key. I you know, already I got my washcloth and patting my head. Okay. <laughs> I go from children's to erotic. <laughs> it's such a mix. Just right? don't combine the two. That'll get you into trouble. Uh, Again, I want to thank my guests, Mr. Dick Dizel, or Count Gordeval, depending on what you want to call him, and the lovely and talented Elizabeth Black. And next week is Leanne Sondheim Murphy in the hot seat. And we won't have it as steamy as it is in here right now. Um, Do you want to close, sir? Because I know I loved your closings of Creature Feature and things like that. Well, I would just say this to all the fans of horror and all the fans of vampires. May all your blood be warm. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everyone. Have a good day and good week. Good night. Good night. Goodbye. Thank you.